Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Today I have a very weird story to tell you guys. Um, now, just uh, recently I did a podcast about praying mantis aliens. Well, I received a message from somebody, an email, with regard to an encounter that happened back in 2005 in Florida. Uh, now, this person wants to remain anonymous, but uh, I'm allowed to use his first name. His first name is Chris. Uh, and here is the story. It says, uh, it's a, it's not a very long story. In approximately 2005 midsummer, I was asleep on my couch at a house my brother and I were renting in Sarasota, Sarasota, Florida, not far from Ringling Museum. My brother worked overnight and I was completely alone in that house. Neighbors were all elderly, very quiet street. We lived in, at the end of a cul-de-sac or a roundabout, dead end with no through traffic. I did not remember any of this for several days and only flashes have come to me over the years until I believe I remember all of it that I can. I woke up in the middle of the night and at the foot of the couch I saw standing above me what I am 100% sure was a 7 to 8 foot tall mantis. No cloak or uniform, no technology, standing upright and on two legs, long bendy arms, did not have fingers, it had spiky features on its skin and was a greenish brownish color, more green than brown. We made eye contact, very large black eyes, it moved slowly, I start startled it by waking up, it waved its arm at me and communicated to me psychically to go back to sleep. Now imagine that, imagine how scary that would be, you can't even... Basically, it basically orders you to go back to sleep and you go back to sleep. Anyway, continuing here. It says, I fell back to sleep. Presumably shortly after that, I woke up again to the sound of water running in my hallway bathroom, which was not very far from the couch I fell asleep on. Knowing it was the middle of the night, I am groggy, but was alarmed because I should be the only person in the house. At this point, I do not remember the initial first encounter from moments ago. Now, isn't that weird? So he wakes up. Uh, and, and during the event, during when this whole thing is unfolding, he, he doesn't remember it until later that the thing was just standing above him, right? But during the, during the event as it's unfolding, he doesn't have no recollection of that at all. The, the memory comes back later on. That's incredible power that these beings seem to uh, possess to, to be able to do that to us. Anyway, wait, here, here's where it gets really weird. I walk into the bathroom and the mantis was standing in the shower. It looked weak, head all the way to the ceiling. Again, seven to eight feet tall. I'm looking up at it from the doorway. Did not get closer than, than probably six feet. I was frozen in place, not scared, not trying to run, run away, just knew to stay right there. The water was running Cold water, I guess. I don't remember steam. We made eye contact again. It once again communicated, communicated to me without words. It basically gave me the idea that it wasn't going to harm me. It was confused why I wasn't sleeping. I should be asleep. I should not be seeing it. And that I need to go back to sleep now. Very specific. And these ideas were, were just there as if, as if beamed to me psychically. The voice I heard this in was my own inner voice, the same one we think with every day. So isn't that a strange little aspect to this? So he's hearing a voice in his head, like his, his inner monologue, but it's not his inner monologue. It sounds like his inner monologue, but it's, it's, he's receiving orders from this creature that's standing in his shower, a, a, a seven to eight foot tall praying mantis being that's taking a, a cold shower. In his, in his house. Isn't that um, um, incredible? Uh, anyway, continuing. It says, I often wonder if it were a male or female. I lean towards male, but that's just my intuition. No real indication. I accept these ideas that they were just placed in my mind and go 
back to sleep on the couch. That's it. Again, it took several several flashes over the following weeks to piece this together. This was not my first UFO or alien experience, but never before or after have I encountered another Mantis that I can remember anyway. I have considered hypno-regression for other events. So, obviously, Chris has, uh, you know, in the past has... Uh, has experienced other things he doesn't get into it here but uh, uh so this isn't his only uh, encounter with uh, apparent extraterrestrials the first six times i flew as an adult the airport detector went off regarding something small and metal near my mid spine really freaked me out was convinced i had an implant i had a weird ufo experience that i can't remember and then the airports never stopped me for the anomaly again like it disappeared like it disappeared makes me wonder did they take it out was it even there did the mantis encounter have anything to do with that how much more of this event could i remember after all this i did a lot of digging on forums and even found an old interview from c2 cam regarding mantis and specifically the connection with water i'm not the only person with a similar story i found it interesting you tied that episode into the water topic maybe it was just chance yeah i i don't know i, I guess it was just chance because you know i did a an episode in that episode i also talked you know i talked about praying mantises uh, and then i went on to talk about how there's sometimes uh, uh ufos are seen taking on water over over bodies of water and he thought that that was strange i think it was just chance i just who knows <laughs> but i think it was just chance i was just i was thinking about both things that day and i wanted to talk about both of them Anyway, continuing here, he says, you don't have to believe me, but I think you will. I, I, I do believe you, Chris. I do believe you. There's a lot of stories like this. A lot of people have had strange encounters with, with weird beings, including myself. Uh, at this point, I've only told maybe five people about it. I probably should have drafted this better, but this might be, might back, but then I might back off and not send, so I'll do a quick spell check and hit send. Well, I thought it was perfectly fine what you sent, uh, Chris. Thank you very much, and thank you very much for sharing. I think it's a great story. I've never heard anything like this before. You know, the good thing about getting stories like this out there is the fact that uh, there might be other people who has, have weird uh, uh, encounters like this that would never dare talk about them, you know, but maybe now they might uh, bring it up. Uh, so that was one of the stories that I, I came across, and I'm glad that uh, Chris was good enough to send it to us here. And uh, I, I received also on Spotify, I received a message from Dane Moore. He alerted me to an article uh, from two years ago that appeared in the, in the Daily Star about a uh, horrified dog food factory worker saw a seven-foot-tall telepathic alien mantis while cycling home. I didn't. I must have missed this story. This was this was uh, published in February of twenty February of twenty twenty one, and here it is from the uh, Daily Star from that uh, period. Uh, it says uh, Paul Froggart, twenty six, has sketched the ET he claims he saw and likened its pure alien hatred towards him to watching a spider eat a fly on a David Attenborough show. Okay, this is what the article says. It says a cyclist. Said he says he fled from an evil seven foot tall telepathic alien mantis and has drawn a picture of the bizarre creature for the Daily Star. Paul Froggett, 26, likened his terrifying ordeal to a spider eating a fly on a David Attenborough documentary. Uh, the shaggy haired warehouse worker insisted he was not on booze or drugs as he sketched his shared his sketch of the E.T. with the Daily Star. He told of how he fled after stumbling across the creature as he cycled home through Woodland in Warwick. Paul said, It sounds crazy, but I felt I could sense its feelings toward me, and it was just like pure alien hatred. Let me just stop there for a second. This is very similar to a, 
a story that I've, I've related here to from another anonymous source, uh, the uh, retired uh, electronics engineer who worked for uh, the government and various agencies like NASA and the CIA and DARPA who said he had an encounter back in the 1990s where he felt this malevolence. He, there was some, something was outside of his house and it, and, and it left footprints and it was large. It was, it was a praying mantis alien. And he, he had the idea that this thing wanted to eat him. Uh, but, un, but fortunately for him, he said that the, the, uh, some F-16 showed up for some reason. I guess they knew that this thing had landed because obviously there was a, a craft was out there. Uh, near this guy's house and the, this being took off when these jets showed up and got into its craft and then took off uh so but that was you hear stories like this where some people feel like there's uh they're they're not these beings aren't good i guess we just don't know what their intentions are uh, we just don't know anyway continuing with this article it says you know here's a direct quote from this guy from uh Froggett. He says, you know, when you're watching a David Attenborough documentary, documentary and you see a spider eating a fly and just a malevolent sense of evil? He said he was forced to quit his job after skeptical colleagues dubbed him the Mantis Man of Warwick. Warwick. But Paul added he had been left traumatized and now struggles to sleep after cycling through Oakwood and Blacklow Spiny shortly after finishing a 12-hour shift at a dog food warehouse on July 16th last year. Actually, again, let me stop there for a second. That's the same kind of uh, problems that this uh, anonymous source I was talking about had. He he had trouble sleeping for a long time, then he eventually had a move. He was living in a place in Arizona at the time. Anyway, continuing here, it says, he said, on a Thursday morning at Sam, I was cycling home from work and I saw something odd in the sky. It was a glowing orange sphere just hovering on the horizon. At first, I thought it must be Venus or a satellite, but it seemed to be much closer than either of these things. And he was able to get some pictures of this thing. And this is really weird. Is this some object hovering in the sky? I stopped on, the, on my way to take some photos. The object looked a fair bit bigger in person than visible in the photos. This is when the object started to move around and rotate in shape i could see it was circular with a part sticking out from the main body when this started i got the chills down my back and felt like there was something wrong here i hurried on my way home as i kept cycling i could swear the object was moving along my course but i just told myself it must be some kind of optical illusion i entered a wooded area and lost sight of the object through the trees usually at this time of morning there was a chorus of birdsong and insects but the woods were dead silent he continued, as I cycled down the path, I came around a bend I saw something I will never forget. Standing a few meters ahead is what I can only describe as a humanoid praying mantis. This thing was at least seven feet tall, light green with a triangular head and big oval black eyes. It had all the features of a mantis but stood on two legs and had a somehow human-like shape about it. I was completely frozen with fear for what like, felt like an age but was probably only seconds. I stared into this creature's eyes and it stared back. I felt like it could read my mind and I could read its. My fear was replaced with completely alien thoughts of utter hatred and evil I felt projected from this thing. I suddenly snapped out of the hypnotic kind of state and made a step back as if it was going to pounce on me. And that's when he got out of there. So there you go with that story. Uh, that's Again, uh, you hear there's still a lot of stories like this out there and this is just one of them. Uh, but he he was able to capture a, a picture of this thing, this object that was floating in the sky. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't get a picture of the uh, 
uh, praying mantis, but I guess uh, that's that's the last thing you're thinking about. Uh, you're you're not well. I guess when you run into one of something that looks like this, the last thing you're thinking about is asking it to pose for a picture. Uh, you're thinking about this. I better get the hell out of here quick. Uh, I, I actually think that it's very possible that what what happened with that Vegas alien that that might have been one of these or more than just one uh, praying mantis type aliens. I still think that that was not a hoax. I'm still waiting. Uh, for more information to emerge, but I will just want to give a quick update on that. I have received a an email from Doug Papa, the investigator, the original investigator who looked into this. I sent him a link to a video that I did, the uh, where I had Scott Roeder, crime scene reconstruction expert, uh, examine that uh, video that was taken by that family, and uh, he determined that there looks like there's something there. He believes that there's something there. I th- I think that there's something there. A lot of my followers think that there's something there. Some people don't think there's anything there. Doug Papa sent me back a short little message saying it was a hoax. No non-human creatures in the yard. Nothing landed. So he- he's of the opinion now that it's a hoax. He's moving on with it. Uh, I, I await for his. Uh, uh, I, I, he, I, he has not brought any brought forth any uh, concrete evidence, as far as I'm concerned, that shows that this is a hoax. I, but we all wait uh, for Doug to uh, bring that evidence forward. But I still haven't seen it yet. So, but that's his, that's his opinion, and he's you know we're all entitled to our opinions, and that's what he thinks. And a lot of people on my show don't think it's they think they think it's a hoax. We'll see as time goes on. Okay, uh, now moving on. Um, I want to get into some of the uh, recent uh, polls I've, I've conducted on here, on Spotify, my Spotify polls. And we're going to start back at, uh, uh, we're, going to, we're going to start with one I think we already did before. Um, no, actually, no, we didn't. We didn't do this one before. Um, I, I, want to, I did it for the episode, Whistleblower News Reptilian on Plane Vegas Alien Debunker Dismantled. I asked the question, I mentioned Bob Lazar during this episode, but I just want to get a feeling where, where my audience is with Bob Lazar. That's what I did, why I did this. I, I do plan on uh, talking about Bob Lazar in uh, upcoming episodes and what I think about his story. And uh, I asked this question, do you believe Bob Lazar was telling the truth about working on a recovered ET craft at Area 51 S4 in 1989? And there was 150 votes so far, and the overwhelming majority say yes, 88% or 132 votes, and only 18 say no or 12%. So yeah, I'm with the yes on that one. I st- I still think he's telling the truth. I-, I I know that there's a lot of people that think he's a hoaxer and all that kind of stuff, but I'm I just I, I- I'm waiting for the. Well, I- I've never really seen some concrete evidence to show that he's hoaxing just because they can't come up with certain documents to show that that would prove that he worked at certain places at certain times. There has been some things that come forward that do show that. So again, I just. I, st- I still don't see where he, wh- wh- why he would hoax us. He's not, it's not like he's made a, any money off doing that. I mean, if he, for telling this story. I mean, so uh, I'm still waiting. Okay, and now for the uh, episode, Redditor alleges he studied aliens for the government. Coltard says building hides giant UFO. I ask this question. Is the alleged Reddit molecular bio- biologist who claims to have studied extraterrestrial bodies for the government legitimate? And uh, I, I did I did go over this one before. So there's 90 votes so far, and uh, a majority of people say maybe 43 or 47.8 percent. Uh, 23 people say no or 25.6 percent, and 24 people say yes or 26.7 percent. I would have to go with the maybes myself. I would definitely go with maybe because uh, I just don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know how he could know. You never know. It could be the truth, could not be. Uh, I don't know how, you know. I guess it's just an instinctual thing. I don't. I just don't know, and that's why I'm saying my instinct. I, I I can't really get a read on it. It could be just a an elaborate hoax, uh, or it could be somebody telling the truth. I just don't know. Okay, and now for the episode e- extraterrestrial waste evacuation theory, I ask this question: Is the hypothesis presented in this episode regarding potential extraterrestrial washroom procedures credible to you? I've only received 51 votes for this one so far, with 26 days left. Uh, 29 people, or 56.9%, say yes, and 22 people, or 43.1%, say no. Um, yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I guess it's basically split pretty much for the most part. I, I don't know. I'm just, you know, we, all we can do is speculate on some of these things. I mean, we just don't know. I know what I, what I was speculating on there is that maybe these, uh, uh these beings are, basically excreting in these tanks that abductees see on craft sometimes uh, uh could be i don't know but i i, I we'll see i guess maybe maybe uh once the disclosure happens maybe the government has some information with regard with regards to that that they could share but i i doubt i i, I think we, it seems like this this week has been really interesting and it's going to get even more interesting as this month progresses right as we all know but uh well, I, I guess it remains to be seen how much, if disclosure really is coming down the road here, and we are going to see some sort of uh, acknowledgement that yes, that does that there are non-human intelligent beings among us. If there's some sort of acknowledgement from the government, I mean, how much are they going to tell us? That's going to be the next big, the next big battle. You'll see. Okay, for the uh, episode Praying Mantis Aliens, UFOs and Water, Vegas Alien Investigator Cries Hoax, I asked asked this question, which, if any, non-human intelligent beings have you encountered in your lifetime? Select all that apply. So there was 31 votes, um, and so we don't know how many people voted for multiple because there's multiple different choices here. Short Gray, uh, that one got eight votes, 25.8%, so... (laughs) Uh, eight people, uh, eight separate people have encountered short grays that are listening to my show. Uh, tall gray, four people, 12.9%. Uh, insectoid praying mantis, two people. So there are two people uh, listening to my show. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if one of the votes was from Chris, who I was talking about earlier. Uh, so that was 6.5%. Reptilian, only one person, one voter ha- has encountered a reptilian, 3.2%. Blue alien, 6.5% or two votes. Nordic, no, zero, nothing, nothing for the Nordics, no love for the Nordics. Uh, I know there's been a lot of, I've heard a lot of stories about Nordics, but uh, nobody so far that's, that uh, has voted on and seeing one in this poll. And then other unknown has received the most votes, 14 or 45.2%. I would have to say that's what my encounter from the 70s would be. It would have to be other unknown because I don't know what that thing was. I have no idea. All I could tell you is that uh, whatever it was, it only had three fingers, three fingers that were thick at the base and then came to almost points at the tips and had like a smaller palm than than, the, than our palm and a, and a thin arm. That's all I saw. I didn't see its face, as you all recall. Uh, but uh, uh, So I'd have to say other unknown. I don't know what that thing was. Uh, I do know that it had the ability to conk everyone out in the whole household, and for some reason I wasn't conked out, and uh, and and it uh, uh, there was some sort of loud electronic humming sound along to go with it. So that's all I could tell you. So I have to go with other unknown. I don't know what that thing was. Uh, 
You know, I was thinking about it the other day, you know. I, I thought, you know, oh, I always say I, like it was at least 10 years before I put two and two together, you know, at least 10 years. You know, it had to be late 80s, early 90s. It had, you know, it had to be around that time when I when I was watching this documentary documentary about alien abductions and I started realizing that that's what that thing was in the room. Because all those years before that, I used to think it was something out of hell. That's what I, I mean. I really went through life for a long time scared of it like actually trying to sometimes convince myself that well well, maybe it wasn't real maybe you just dreamt it up somehow like i trying to convince myself i actually tried to convince myself that it didn't happen but i always knew deep down that it did that i that i that thing was actually in that room and it was real you you, when something happens it's hard you 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 can't deny it if it's something it's it's real well it's real that's all you can do there's nothing you can do you can't pretend it didn't happen and but I did try. You know, during those years, I tried to pretend it wasn't real. I remember, you know, because it scared me so much, I didn't want to think about it. So the only way to uh, make peace with myself was, oh well, maybe it was just, you know, you know, it wasn't real, just like everybody said. Okay, moving on. The next one uh, for the episode Mojave Tri, uh, yeah, Mojave Triangle apparently flares. Host addresses ET reality subscriber comments. I asked this question, if, extra, extra, if extraterrestrials asked you without using mind control to join them on their craft to take a ride, would you accept the invitation? 82 people voted so far, and uh, yeses are winning. Uh, 57 people said yes, or 69.5%, to only 25 people who say no, or 30.5%. Now, uh, I don't know. I just don't know if I don't know. I'm I, I'm 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 not sure if I'd want to go stepping on some craft, without even without the mind control. I mean, you you have you have to put yourself in that situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I really put yourself in that situation. You know how scared you're going to be. I think about how scared I was that time when I saw that flying saucer or whatever it was, the UFO back in uh, 1994. I mean, I thought this thing was going to land, and I thought I was about to get dragged onto a spacecraft. That's I mean, I was scared. Uh, and you just don't know. You're so shocked when the, these things are going on. It's, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe the only way to get you on, <laughs> maybe the only way to get someone like me on there is with mind control. I mean, if they're not using mind control, I think I'm going to be darting away through the bushes, through the woods. So I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Maybe if they seem really friendly, but how could you? How, I, I just don't know. I don't know. But hey, there's more people saying yes that they would. So uh, more, uh, more power to you. All right, and now for the most recent one, uh, the most recent uh, poll that I put out there. Uh, this was for the episode UFO Control Group Pentagon Brace for Whistleblower Impact. I asked this question, should officials who are threatening UFO whistleblowers behind the scenes be prosecuted? 47 people voted so far, and an overwhelming majority, uh, 87.2% or 41, say yes, compared to just 6 or 12.8% who said no. Now, um, yeah, now I put it out there. I asked that question because it's always interesting. You know, how do you feel about this? It, make, it doesn't make you mad, right? Uh, that people would be getting uh, threatened like this. Now, I did receive uh, what's interesting. I, I, you wonder what's inside someone's head who votes no, that they shouldn't be prosecuted. And, and interestingly, I actually received an email from uh, Alex from England. And he actually provided a reasoning on why he voted no. And I thought this was interesting. Uh, He says, one thing I did say as a minority on your poll, I am actually veering to the side of whistleblowers being intimidated, as bad as that sounds. What if there is a greater good 
good thing to disclosure here or a greater consequence what if there's something really bad being hidden like we are just an experiment that really doesn't mean anything and we are glorified drones what if our lives are just pure simulations can there be two profound societal consequences if we found out the truth I understand the bad situations on whistleblowers being totally horrible. Just wonder if something bad is happening for the right reasons. Yeah, now that is, that's something I've, I've brought up before, actually. I've, I've talked about that possibility that, uh, you know, that it might be a good thing, right? It might be a good thing that they're keeping this thing a secret, right? Maybe there are, there's really good reasons that we don't know about. Uh, I've actually heard other people out there, other names out there. I just recently, I heard Jeremy Corbell say something to that effect where, you know, regardless of how scary it is, right, we still need to know the truth. And that's that's where I'm at. I mean, yeah, it could be something that's absolutely terrifying. It could be, maybe we're just uh, like a, we're being farmed here for our DNA and that's all we are. I mean, maybe there, maybe there's some artificial intelligence out there that's basically creating this race of, uh, biological robots and we're just uh, uh, we're just a repository for, for DNA to that end to help create that stuff and if the, the world was to find out this you know what's that going to do to religion what's that going to do to the psyches of all the smart people in the world I mean a lot of people are going to have trouble if, if the reality turns out to be something that's that could just change the outlook of our existence completely turn it totally upside down I get it I get it. But here's the problem, though. The people on the inside, they, they know the truth. They know the truth. Well, I mean, I mean, they're, they're thinking about everybody else, perhaps. Maybe that's one of the reasons, because the, the, the reality is too scary. Maybe they're here to, to, to eat us. Maybe these praying mantis, like we were just talking about these praying mantis stories. That one guy from, from the UK from 2021 felt a malevolence. Now, of course, the other story with the the thing in the shower that didn't seem like it, you know, that could eat. I mean, if that 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 thing could have easily eaten that guy if it wanted to, all it seems like it wanted to do was take a shower and and get out of there, right? I mean, <laughs> and but in the other story, the other guy felt a malevolence. He felt like he was hate. He felt hatred. And then there was the other story I talked about multiple times where the guy thought the thing was going to eat him. So maybe that's what the whole thing is about, and that's why they want to keep it secret. But. I guess we we don't know. Uh, we don't know. See, the problem is, I mean, I I would bet you that there's a lot of talk going on in, in, behind the scenes that if it is, say, it is something scary like this, right? Say the the or something even that we can't even dream up, right? Something that nobody on the outside, nobody outside of the of the inner uh, control group, right, has even dreamed up yet. Something so terrifying that. Uh, if we knew, if the world knew, it could just, you know, society would collapse. If, if there is something like that, I, I don't know what that possibly could be because a human race could dream up a lot of different horrifying situations. So I think if if it is one, if it is something horrifying, it's probably something that somebody's already uh, speculated, right? So I think I think the human race could deal with it. I think we need to deal with it. It's the truth. I mean, we can't just be living this lie all, the, all for, forever. I mean, I think we need to know what it is. And we're just going to have to get over it. Of course, if it's something bad, well, so be it. But the other thing is, is, even if it is something bad, if disclosure were to happen, right, you have to wonder. And I think it's possible. It's, it's, it's really looking good right now with some of the things that is, are going on, right? If it were to happen, are they going to tell the full truth about it? What, you know, or, or are they just going to say something to the effect of, we're not sure what they're doing or what they're up to? 
right? I, that's, the, that's the other question. See, that's the problem. See, once they open that Pandora's box and admit that, yes, we there is something here and we've been lying, right? There's going to be a lot of questions, a lot of people who aren't interested in it right now. People like us, right? We're already there, right? We already know what quite, but the they're, they're, people who don't believe in it, like the, a lot of the people in the media who sit there smirking about it all the time, right? Those smirks are going to disappear from their faces, right? And they're going to be starting to ask other questions. And there's going to be a lot of fear mongering, right? What do you see? So there's a lot of issues. I get it. Yeah, it, it's it's a complicated problem. It really is. I mean, one way or the other. I mean, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out. But I would appre- I do appreciate uh, receiving a comment from some- from someone who voted no and ex- and explaining the reason why. That was nice. All right. Uh, thank you for joining me. Until next time.